What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Between Two Posts. I'm Kyle. Alongside me is Everett. Everett, how are you doing? I'm crushing it, man. Um, I'm doing as well as I can. Lost a little bit of weight, just out there folding gowns at uh, at work, trying to get some PPE stuff uh, out the door. What about you, man? Uh, well, one, that's great news. Happy for you. Uh, keep shedding those LBs. Uh, I've been doing pretty good. Paintings starting to get into a little bit of a groove and um, just trying to enjoy my location while I can since I can't really uh, go too far. Yeah, that's you just kind of got to embrace it, embrace the grind, you know, trust the process, all that kind of stuff. But uh, I, I, I'm pretty pumped for our interview that we're going to do today. Chris Dreger, like unreal dude, total beauty. Sounds like a blast to just hang out with outside of the rink. Um, but it's something funny. We always ask these guys like, you know, what's your superstition? What do you do before games? You know, what kind of weird things do you get into? Because those are the funny things that, you know, goalies don't really think about, but it's good to talk about. What uh, did you ever have any like that, Kyle, playing? Uh, yeah, actually, and one comes to mind right away. I got to say, um, it's funny because you mentioned some guys don't think about it, and I think I was the opposite. I, For me, it was I, <laughs> I, had, to do, I had to do things a certain way. Otherwise, I might as well not even – bother putting my gear on but um for me it actually one of them started uh when I was in Vermont and uh if uh there was a sweet bagel place across the street from the rink so if I wasn't playing um I would usually go over and grab a bagel while the boys were were warming up uh like playing sewer and stuff so I just kind of sneak out through the back door and into the bagel shop no way grab it well, that's the thing. I, unfortunately, I wasn't getting like the the super healthy whole wheat bagel, or I don't even know what it would be. I was I was loading her up. It was, it was the bacon egg and extra cheese. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was real greasy too. Like butter was just soaked in it. And oh yeah, that's take, the only way. Oh, it tasted unbelievable. But I would I would just got into a habit. I would crush them before games. I wasn't playing, and um, so when I was there, I actually beauty of a goalie partner when I was there that year Connor Carbo uh listen listens to the pod too so shout out to him but uh one game I I ended up going to the bagel shop and ended up getting tossed into the game and I I think I I had a lights out game so ever since then I I had to make it a priority like whether I'm playing or not I have to have that that loaded up bagel right before the game so Dude, I don't know how you did that, man. I would just imagine being so heavy and greasy. Oh yeah, and uh, I mean it's just it's it's one of those battles you have to pick, and as hard as it is to to take off your your goalie gear, uh, second intermission comes, it's it's time to <laughs> to shed a few pounds. So <laughs> <laughs> you just got to deal with it. And I got I got pretty good at I could take off like all my gear and put it all back on within like the, by the time before the Zam was even off. So. Wow, you're a certified beauty. That, that was is- my real talent. That was it right there. So, <laughs> I don't think scouts are, are asking those kinds of questions, unfortunately. No, they're for not. You. They don't understand. Well, the other funny thing, I think I, I would just, by the time I was like, I don't know, out of out of high school, like I could, even in high school, like we would we would kind of have competitions where like we'd all sit out there before warm-ups would start in our in our just like our under armor and kind of wait for the arena to fill in and like it's getting closer and we just wait to see who was like the last one to go into the locker room and like we would we'd wait it out until there were like four and a half minutes before Jesus. we were supposed to be, be out there for warm-ups and then we just sprint in like throw all our stuff on and like and uh usually our team had like the team rule of you have to go out at the same time so yeah. we'd end up basically holding the team up for probably like two or three minutes like we'd be waiting and uh you know the refs are like let's go let's go but it was good times well at least you definitely had fun playing hockey that's for sure absolutely (laughs) and it pays it pays off now for men's league now because i'll show up to like our playoff men's league games like 10 minutes before the game and you know obviously all the guys in your team are freaking out because you're a goalie yeah they're like dude like you gotta be in i'm like come on I'm, i'm here five minutes early you know i'm good I'm early. I'm early. This is great. Well, uh, for all the kids out there listening on figuring out how to uh, make it to the big leagues, this is definitely not it. Just uh, take note (laughs) of that. No, no. This is our what not to do to make it to the NHL. 
Exactly. The total opposite. But everybody, we got a sick interview with uh, Chris Jager, goalie of the Florida Panthers in the National the Hockey League. Yeah. Um, we went over everything from how he would escape zombies to his climb back up to the NHL, uh, talking a little bit about the old Calgary stampede and everything else in between. I hope you guys enjoy this one. Yeah, scoring a goal. Oh, yeah. Scored a goal in the dub. So a little flex there, but uh, let's send it over. Standing at a solid six foot and four inches, hailing from the great city of Winnipeg, Manitoba. With us today between two posts is Chris Streger. Welcome to the pod, buddy. Oh, that was a great, great intro, guys. I, uh, I didn't see that coming, but thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome to the pod. That's how we do it here. That's good stuff. <laughs> got to get that. Got to get the boys buzzing, you know. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Get the blood flowing a little bit during uh, during the quarantine. <laughs> exactly. Where uh, um, where are you staying right now? Are you still down in Florida? Are you up in uh, Springfield or back? So home? I uh, I opted to drive back back to Springy. Um, I was just hotel living in Florida. They, I mean, they gave me a housing letter, but it was with like two months left in the season, so. Yeah. It sort of gives you an option. Uh, you know, there wasn't really a whole lot of options for two-month rentals in Florida in, uh, <laughs> in January. So I was yeah. like, you know what, like, I'll just stay in the hotel. So, uh, But that being said, I had my place that I had rented earlier in the year in Springfield still just vacant. So um, my girl's actually uh, from around this area. So we just decided that I'd drive up and we'd hang out here. It's, it's actually a decent apartment. I mean, Springy's not um, – I mean, it's not Fort Lauderdale, but uh, <laughs> we're not really leaving the house much. So, so being, it's more about the apartment. So we figured that we'd be there and, and it's a little bit better having a kitchen and having a little area. I mean, we have enough space where we can do at home workouts and stuff. So, well, so it's awesome. been good. That's, uh, that's where I've been holed up for the last almost a month now. So it's the days just keep, keep going by. Isn't it? Isn't it crazy how fast it's flying by, man? Like, before you know it, we're, like, middle of April almost. This is wild. Dude, it's, it's crazy. Like, yeah, so it was, like, a month and a half ago. We're in Dallas, and all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, guys, game canceled. So, a little bit of a 180 on my day-to-day. A little bit different, for sure. I, feel, I never even know what day it is. I just wake up, and it's they all just kind of clump together. You don't know what's oh, going yeah. on. So. Yeah, you're in a blender every day, man. <laughs> Yeah, but so uh, I was looking back, and it uh, looks like you were a goal scorer in the dub. Yeah, I mean, uh, blocker save into the corner. A buddy of mine, actually another Winnie boy, Zach Franco, wheels it around the net, tries to hit the D-man. There was no D-man uh, right in the empty net. We were uh, we were on a, a delayed penalty. So, yeah, I mean, I no wish way. I could say that I shot it into the, into the net, but um, that's, I guess, just my next – Thing that I got to work towards, you know. <laughs> Did you still Sally though? Uh, well, it was actually kind of unfortunate. Like they didn't give it to me until the start of the next period. Oh, so I thought that I had scored. Like in my head, I'm like, that's my goal. But yeah. then uh, they announced it. To, they thought like one of our guys like touched the puck or something. But uh, so they gave it to another one, other guys. And then when we came out for the start of the second or third or whatever it was, they're like, and uh, Calgary Hitman goal. <laughs> I, was, I was fired up <laughs> i mean it still counts yeah 100 percent. still counts now <laughs> you've played you played in calgary uh in the dub for a few years and i mean you were there during a, the time period where they were churning out a lot of goalies so obviously that would have been a six spot to play in for you you know as a compete level and being able to develop what was uh what was it like playing in the dub back then honestly it was unbelievable like we uh we had a great setup man like we had a solid core group of guys that i was with for so i was there for three full seasons and uh some of the guys that like that i played with like we all talk regu- like very regularly like we're still all all best buddies so oh really we were pretty lucky yeah yeah we had a great time man like we uh and we were a pretty competitive team too like we we had some good records we never beat the oil kings in the playoffs unfortunately so that was that was too bad but we we won a lot so that was fun too and and i mean it's hard to beat a city like calgary like i uh, actually spent the summer there last last summer and it was it was fantastic i just love that city so it was good 
I really enjoyed it. And it was, uh, I mean, I think it was a really good spot to get noticed by, uh, you know, like NHL scouts. And if obviously as a goalie, being on a good team always helps. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was good. And then uh, it was pretty much a, a hub for, for scouts to come and look. So uh, we had a ton of scouts at all of our games, which obviously helped down the road too. So it was good. Yeah. I couldn't say a bad thing about my Western League experience. The travel was good. Like you're super central. So our bus rides are pretty reasonable. Like we, I mean, we're playing in the dome. So you're, you see all the, all the show guys buzzing around all the time. So like, that was cool. You know, you're like 17 and Jerome again, let us stop and say hi in the hallways to you and stuff. Like you're like, Whoa, this is, this is nuts. You know? Just so, Jerome again, Yeah. Not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, no, he was, yeah. He was always great to the guys too. Like he always just be like, Hey guys, like what's going on? You know, like super, super nice, super personable guy just seemed like a like an awesome awesome guy to have around the rink and like you know we weren't seeing them you know other than in passing really in the hall yeah, but uh, yeah all the guys seemed like they're awesome guys we had a we had a couple guys that would just jump into our practices sometimes if they were hurt uh we had uh tj galliardi was was uh practicing with us for like a week or something he was a funny guy um who else do we have we had a what was that guy's name yuri fit no Yuri Fiddler? No. What who am I thinking of? Fiddler? I can't think. Uh, I should know this. Anyways, we we had a couple guys that would be just like jumping our practices when they're on on uh, when they were hurt for a while. So there was some. It was funny. It was and it was cool. Like obviously the guys are they're NHL players. So when we're in junior, we're like wide eyed and all excited about it. So it was good. I I loved Calgary. Couldn't say one bad thing about it. That's unreal. Uh, well, also when when you were there, I mean. It must have been great for your development when you're putting in like 50 games a year. I think in 12-13, uh, you had over 70 games played. So that's definitely got to help with your development. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was good. I mean, I I was I kind of got some good bounces along the way. Like I um, I was the only 16-year-old to play my, in the 94 group, which was kind of more by chance than anything because uh, I was in Tri-Cities and like when I was 16 that year, there's no doubt, like, I was just brutal. So, I, I probably shouldn't have been in the league. But, like, looking back, it was a good thing. Like, the, the year was, like, hell. Like, I barely played. Like, you're 16 in the league. You're like, oh, geez. Like, you know, you go in thinking, like, you're going to play a little bit more. And you're young and, like, leaving home for the first time and stuff. So, that was tough. But uh, then uh, they ended up bringing in Comrie and dishing both of us me and, and drew alzey was my starter at the time in tri-cities they got rid of both of us for comms and then they brought in ty rimmer i believe uh and then in calgary i know i had talked to their scouts a lot uh you know when i was playing phantom and and whatnot i, I knew that they maybe would look to just to, to grab me but mm -hmm. So ended up trading for me and then already having a year under my belt i was able to go in as a 17 year old and i think i played like 45 games or something like that my my 17 year old year which is which is huge like that's my draft year uh, you know I still wasn't uh like great I mean I was decent I had some good stretches a couple rough stretches um but it was good to like go into that 17 year old year with one year under your belt yeah and then, uh, and then leading into my 18 year old year I was you know going to training camp when I was 18 I felt super confident I was like the clear-cut number one guy and I was just able to play a ton and uh and then same thing in my in my 19 year old year so that, it was good i mean it was it worked out it worked out perfectly like i couldn't have asked for a better situation like a lot of guys it's tough man being a goalie in that league like a lot of guys will get brought in at 17 and be in a, in a backup role and like that's your draft year so like if you're not like a highly touted guy that gets brought in at 16 and like groomed and you know get get a bunch of breaks like it's it's tough for these guys to get drafted like you gotta be you gotta be you know, hot out the gate and like have some good balances to get you some ice time because a lot of these guys all like a lot of the teams have their 18, 19, 20 year old starters just like ready to pump out like 50, 60 games. So yeah. if you're not that guy, you're, you're, it's tough to get, to get drafted. So, um, definitely got a few fortunate bounces there. No, it sounds, it sounds like it was the right time, right place. And it happened to be a perfect situation for you to kind of get, you know, get in front of the scouts, get some games in and then become familiar. And then you go in your, like you said, your later years, and you just kind of dominated. You took the reins over playing over 50 games in the last two years. Um, but you did bring up some I wanted to ask. So last year you said you stayed in uh, Calgary for the summer? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just rented a place there. 
That's sick. Did you uh, you go to Stampede then? Oh yeah. <laughs> so we that's another thing about Calgary that's unbelievable. So all the guys that I used to play with, we all I mean that's a, a, a decent portion at least three or four or five of them still live in Cal like they just moved to Calgary for the summers and train there. And then uh, the guys who don't, we got a couple guys from Saskatchewan, uh, a few from BC. We'll all organize a weekend to come in for the Stampede and and uh, and just do it big for for a weekend. So we so we've been doing that for six years in a row now. So yeah, we did uh, we did end up doing it again. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't look good for the Stampede happening this year. Maybe not the worst thing in the world. I might need uh, might need a breather from that, but it's been a lot of fun and, and it just brings the boys back together. It always yeah. gives us an excuse to to hang out and, and see the guys that we played junior with. So it's, I mean, it's it's a pretty unbelievable special time to like, you know, like a lot of teams don't have that opportunity to, to reunite with the guys down the road. Like I know some teams will do like golf tournaments and whatnot. And uh, I think they just started maybe doing one. I think they're going to do one last summer it didn't end up working out it was kind of last minute but i think they're going to do one this summer so we'll see if that happens but having the stampede, Calgary? yeah yeah having the stampede there is like like no one's going to be like ah, i don't know guys days of madness out there in calgary it's a lot of fun like, there's tons to do ton of guys come into town like you go to cowboys tent and there's literally just a massive section of all like ex dub guys that that all play together against each other. There's like a hundred of us just all milling around in the same area. So it's just a little reunion, and uh, it was it was a, it's always been a blast. I would say it uh, seems like a pretty easy decision to choose that over. Yeah, you guys ever I check out the Stampede? I've no, never been. I've just heard stories. It's gonna yeah, be on the bucket list now. Gotta go. I think you. Yeah, I would recommend. <laughs> I, I, that sounds like a company trip, Highly. honestly. Yeah. Size some guys for pads there. I mean, there's other goalies that are going to be there. You're going to be there, Chris. We'll get you sized up. Make sure you're tuned up. Get your specs right, and then uh, you know, check out the stampede. You got to get a taste of the culture, right? It's the culture exactly. of Calgary. Exactly. Yeah. Just put that on the on the Vaughn tab. You guys will be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Ab, you're gonna you're gonna put an order, and nothing on the order is gonna even make sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're gonna be somewhere in a ditch. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man. Um. Now, I was talking to Berkey a little bit here, Chris, and as you kind of jumped into pro, you had a little mishap at one of the training camps uh, in terms of shipping, eh? Oh, yeah. I uh, got my pads. This was last year. Yeah. one of them. <laughs> it was unbelievable. The box was all torn up. It looked like someone literally went in there and snagged the pad. So I, I, they showed up, and I had one of them. I've never seen anything like it. Berkey yeah, said he'd never seen anything like it. I don't know how that even happens. How do you lose a pad in transit? <laughs> when you uh, when you posted that picture, I mean, it wasn't even a box at that point. It was no, like it was, a couple people, yeah. uh, a couple pieces of paper mache thrown together. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it was it was something else. I'd never seen. Uh, yeah, I I I was just perplexed that that was that was possible. But <laughs> you guys got it on on it quick and got me the new set. It actually worked out. I think there was something in the color scheme that I I uh, wanted to switch. So it was like perfect you guys got on it was like you know under two weeks got the new set so we were all smooth sailing after that worked out good worked out good now me and kyle did notice you've been a vaughn guy like since maybe a little bit before calgary but like chris your gear has always been disgusting <laughs> well i appreciate that yeah i've been a vaughn guy for uh let me see it's been like 15 years or something crazy like, maybe not 15 maybe like 13 13 or 14 Dedicated. my uh yeah, I just, I don't know. I just never, never felt the need to change. I mean, I like the stuff. You guys take care of me still. And if it ain't broke, I mean, don't fix it. Right. So I, uh, I think my second year of double A in Winnipeg. So I would have been 12. Wow. Or 13 would either 12 or 13 would have been, uh, would have been the first year. So, uh, so yeah, now I'm t turning 26. So that's 12 going on 13. There you go. Those are the, those are the stats. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I've, I've always tried to do something a little different. With it. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of one of the best parts about being a goalie. You get to design your own mask and you get to design your own gear. So try and take a little bit of pride in it. And I kind of have like a bit of a rubric that I go with. Like I've always liked a little bit more white, 
but yep. uh, I like to, you know, I like to keep it keep it simple, but a little different, and hopefully, you know, look decent in the net. That's half the battle, I think. So is the uh, the long pant lace on the on your pants? Is that part of the style? You guys like that or or what? Uh yeah. I mean, I think I've seen, <laughs> I'm trying to think who else. I know Holpe does it, and uh, like Ovi and a few of the. It's usually it's usually like a it's just a power move. I feel like. Well, that's what I'm going for with it. I just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I uh, I just saw the laces in there, and I'm like, this is an opportunity to just put a little bit of extra. Yeah, it's a little extra flavoring on it. Exactly. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I do like how it looks. I like it a lot. So I, I, yeah, I've just been rolling with it. It's it's somewhat new though. I think I've been doing it for maybe two seasons. I think that's it. So yeah. I, guess, yeah, so it's, I think it looks cool good. Here. I think that's it's it's kind of like a low key goalie style. Not many guys really do that. Guys, so yeah, when I get the longest, it's tough because like you tie them up, but it works out because I put my chesty under my pants and then I tie them together, kind of thing. Yeah. It's a little complicated, but I always had problems. It's crazy, man. Like, like you have your gear and you think everything works out perfectly, but even in juniors, like I still hadn't figured out like how to be like truly comfortable in it. Like sometimes you'd have your, you know, your chesty pop out and you know, you'd have some issues with like your pads getting caught in your pants and stuff. And it just takes like a, a lot of years to be able to like figure out different little ways to like make sure that stuff doesn't happen and that like everything moves smoothly because there's just so many moving parts. So, um, when I started tying my pants and my chesty, it was like, okay, well, I'm doing this with these like little shoelaces that come with the pants. Like, let's just move these to, to, uh, to skate laces and then, um, you know, throw a little flare in there. Yeah. yeah. So that was the, that was the thought process at least. Um, and yeah, we've been doing it ever since. Well, you definitely pull off the look and it looks sweet. Um, Well, I appreciate it. (laughs) <laughs> now uh i wanted to ask here because i know you had gone through a little bit of a stretch uh of an injury beforehand but you had gone like 14 15 season 15 16 and then the season after 16 17 you had uh, a handful of games in ottawa but then after that before this season you were split in time between the ahl and uh the coast so now this year you went on an obvious tear which was sick to watch um but how do you kind of how do you uh, fight through those two years to like keep pushing and think okay I like I got to get my taste back of the NHL I want to get back at that level yeah man it was an absolute grind I mean I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you it was uh there were some dark days in there for sure it was like it was tough because um like I had kind of thought that I had broken into the, the American League in my second year pro yep uh I put up like what I thought were were decent numbers for uh you know we were kind of a not a great team so i was happy with that and then um the year after we we changed coaching staff and like we were just garbage and i think i put up like i squeaked by with like a 900 on the nose or something so <laughs> um which was uh, i mean obviously lower than i would have liked but um but yeah so it was kind of took, took a bit of a step back there and then the year after was kind of like all right this, this is my one in my fourth year I'm like, all right, this is my year. I got to, we had moved to Belleville that year. And this is my year to, you know, break in and, and, you know, get some games and, and, you know, bounce back kind of thing. And then I come, I hurt myself at the end of summer, come into camp hurt. And they have two veteran guys. So I guess their, their idea was they were going to move Hammond because yeah, I guess they just weren't, they brought in Condon and he's kind of stole the job. So, yep. No one wanted to hand the Hamburglers $1.3 million deal. So, and they'd already brought in another guy from the KHL, Danny Taylor, mm-hmm. uh, and they were paying 300. So there just kind of wasn't any room. And, and uh, I mean, I could be wrong with this, but I did not get the impression that, that our coach there, uh, you know, wanted me in the net at all, which I thought <laughs> was kind of, <laughs> obviously I wasn't happy about that, but it just, there was just time and time again. Like I, I, um and it, like it was we, we were brutal that year too i like ham the hammer uh the hamburglar squeaked by with like just over 900 i think and like he was unbelievable like i remember we lost a game seven to four to to the moose just uh-huh. a thrashing and it should have been like like 15 like they should have honestly had <laughs> it was it was incredible to watch but 
Um, but yeah, and I just didn't end up, end up playing much. I uh, got a little shot and then like, I thought I played well my first like couple games. And then uh, coach was like, yeah, like we're not going to need you for a little while here. And I was kind of like, well, what the hell is going on? Um, and then, yeah, like when you're not playing, like it's tough, man. Like your confidence takes a bit of a beating. And uh, and I was like, they were kind of like, oh, well, you should probably go to the coast and play some games. And I, for a while, there, I was like, that's no chance. Like I'm not doing that. Like wow, I can play in this league. Why, why would I take a step down if, if I have the choice not to? So I didn't. And then, you know, by the last like month and a half, I was like, okay, well, I'm not really playing here. I was playing every two, three weeks, maybe. I would go in. I remember my last game I went in, we got pumped like five, nothing. I was like, we got outshot like 55 to 20 or something. Like it was, Oof. Like, it was bad. I'm like, okay, this is not, even if I do get, go in there, like it's just not an opportunity for success for me. So I decided mm-hmm. I'd, I'd head to Brampton, played, I don't know, maybe 15 games there. And I, and like, it was honestly the most fun I'd had all year playing hockey because you go there and like all automatically you're the guy. I played whichever games I wanted. Um, they tried to get me to play a three and three, I, but I was like, you know what? Like I, just coming off the groin tear, I don't know if that's a great idea. So they said, no worries. They like left me at home when the boys went on the road so that I'd be fresh Sunday when they went back home. Like it was, it was good. Like, and the guys were great. Uh, like it was, it was what I needed to like get a little bit of confidence back. And then, um, so yeah, like going into the next year, I was kind of, uh, you know, wasn't really that valuable being like, you know, on paper, I'm kind of ousted from the American league. So, yeah. uh, came in as the fifth guy in, in the Florida organization. And I knew that Lou was prone to injury. He was, I think 39 at the time. So, you know, I knew that, that he was, you know, kind of in his last year, maybe last two years. And then, uh, yeah, I just kind of waited for opportunity and, and ended up getting it. Lou went down like the first month of the season. So I was in the American League in Springfield, played a few games, played decent. And then, uh, yeah, things just kind of fell into place after that. So it was, it's been a wild ride, man. Like that fourth year when I was in Belleville, not playing at all and, you know, was started to get hurt. Like it was, it was tough, man. Like it took, it took a toll on my confidence and, it was really hard to go in and, and uh, you know, when, when the coach doesn't like, he so obviously doesn't have any faith in you. Like it's tough to go in there and not think about that and play your game and play it well. So like that affected my game too, for sure. So it's just, uh, just needed a fresh start in a new organization. And, and it was honestly like starting at the bottom, like I started as the, the number five guy on the depth chart. Um, yeah. It just makes you work. Like you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to get any opportunities here. Like they owe me nothing. So the only option you have is to work your, your balls off and just, you know, show them that you don't deserve to be in that position. So I just tried to have that mindset and it takes a while, man. Like I think they tr- ended up trading Hutchinson uh, just before the new year, like end of December, which opened up a spot for me in the American league full time. Um, so it was like three and a half months of me like up and down in the coast. I packed up and, and unpacked all of my belongings. Like I, we counted it. I think it was 11 times that year. Like it was <laughs> because every time I think I went up and down three or four times. And then between training camp in Florida and uh, yeah, it was, do you was drive crazy. that or do you fly? So I flew to Florida for camp, but I drove to springy uh, and then springy and Manchester were driving distance away from each other. So it was, um, I would just hop in the hop in the car and bring my life over there and then unpack it all. And then, and I try to treat like every call up I got to, to spring, I was like, okay, like I, I can't go back to the coast. Like I'm not doing it. So I yeah. pack everything up. I'm not leaving any shit behind. Um, and I'm like, let's do it. Let's just go. So, uh, yeah. But then two or two or three times I, I ended up heading right back when Lou got healthy or, or whatever it was. So it was a long road, man. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just crazy to look back and, and being here now is just like, it's, it's, yeah, it was pretty crazy, pretty crazy ride. I mean, that just, it's a testament to your, the mental toughness, but also your approach where like, I think you just brought up a very, very interesting fact is, you know, you took the mindset of like, I'm packing up all my shit. I'm not coming back here. Like that's the mentality you have to carry, right? Like this next jump is my last jump and then I'm going forward. I want to keep climbing and climbing the ladder. So I think that's that's an awesome approach to take it. Um, 
you got to have that short, little bit of edge. Yeah, I mean, it's it was just like I was, I don't know, I I every time I was in the coast and I left, I was like, this is the last time I'm coming back. I'm never going back to this league. And I just like somehow like I, I think one year I had two games in Wichita. Like I was going through a little like little rough rough patch with something for two games. I'm like, ah, oh, that's it, that's it. I'm not, I'm never going back. And then. Next thing you know, I'm like, I don't have a choice. I go to Brampton. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is it. <laughs> you know what? And but I think having that mindset, like as soon as you accept it, and you're like, you know what, this is this is where I'm gonna end up. Like, then you're toast. Yeah. So I was just trying to, you know, go there, and it was new. Um, you know, I'd been with Ottawa for a while, and uh, you know, so I'd kind of known their organization, and they had known me, and it was just good to have a fresh start. Like they had. You know, there was, I, I mean, I don't want to bash for anything, but there was, there was some management that, you know, maybe some communication wasn't working great. Like there was, there was some stuff going on in the organization that was kind of, you know, affecting me and my position. And they were telling me one thing and doing something else. So it was just good to be in a new spot and uh, just being able to lock in that mindset of, of, you know, nothing's going to be given to me. So I have to go out and work for it and prove, you know, time and time again that, you know, I'm a guy that they want to give more responsibility to. And it takes a while, but when it started to pay off and, you know, when they, when they ended, ended up trading Hutch and giving me that job, like that was, that was like, okay, like all this is like starting to pay off. Like that was step one. And then I just kept on having the same approach and, and uh, ended up playing um, a bunch of games in springy at the end of the season and went on a bit of a run there. And like, that was, uh, you know, that was the, first, that was the next one. Like that was another next thing that all this hard work had finally paid off. And then, you know, and then at the end of the season, they, you know, they offered me a contract that was, you know, quite a bit better than what I, uh, you know, <laughs> so I was like, all right, that, that, keep going. I was like, well, like, why would I stop? You know what I mean? So I just tried to keep that mindset for as long as I can here. 100%. And I mean, it's working for you. Well, it's been, yeah, I mean, it's been a long, still a long, long way, but got some good bounces. So it's, it, I've been fortunate. Now, I wanted to ask this because, I mean, you and I are pretty much uh, close in age and everything. And, you know, you're stepping into a room with Bobrovsky, right? So there's got to be a little bit of a, how do I read this? How do I go into this situation? What's it like going back and forth with him and, you know, you guys trying to find that balance and create that duo that you guys need? Bob's a man, so it's actually pretty easy. Like, he's the nicest, most humble guy. Like, he's got to be the most humble guy on earth that makes $10 million. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's unbelievable. Um, but he's – yeah, he's great. And he's um, – he's, like – he kind of keeps to himself a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of the Russian guys uh, kind of, like, have their group and they sort of hang out with them. But but anytime – like, he's super positive. Like, I remember I, I – um, I think I played like two or three games at some point in maybe, maybe my, after my fourth game and he just comes in after he's like, man, you're playing great. Like so fun to watch. Love seeing it. And I'm like, dude, you are the man. Like, That's unreal <laughs> to hear. You know what I mean? So just hearing that from him is like pretty cool. Obviously he's, I mean, in my opinion, he's, he's one of the best to ever strap him up. Like he's, he's unbelievable and watching him in practice and like even at the rink, like his work, work ethic I mean, I can't imagine anything else that he would do to make him more prepared to play games or practice or whatever, like every single day. He does everything. Like, he makes me feel guilty. Like, because <laughs> I'm, and I thought I had like a decent routine. And then, and then you go in and you see a guy like this, and he's there half an hour before anyone shows up doing like little warm up stuff in, in, in the gym. Like, on, he's got his own little mat and he just does his own routine. And it's like five times as long as anyone else's routine. So, he uh, he's a cool guy, and I've just tried to like sit back and sort of soak up some of the stuff that that he does in his mindset because uh, you know obviously he's had a lot of success in his career. For sure, for sure, yeah. So I mean, you got quite a group down there in Florida. What's it like playing with the Ants? He's a funny guy, man. Like our like we have a couple guys that are like piss your pants, hilarious. Like Yans, obviously, like he's you know a pretty funny guy when he gets a storytelling, it's, it's pretty unbelievable. I don't know if I know many guys that can tell a story as well as the ants can. Um, we got another guy, Mark Pissick, who is 
literally joking around 24 7 and it's the funniest <laughs> it just it makes chat. it so much more fun to go to the ring oh though it's like that is out of control with this guy like every <laughs> single serious message someone throws in there pistol will throw at something just completely outrageous like right afterwards so it's pretty funny it's a good group of guys to be around like obviously it's like my first like you know year like it's still considered a rookie so yep. i'm not you know up in the group chat or anything but uh it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun to take it in and and just like have fun like it's it's a fun time to go to the rink like the, the guys are a great group of guys um you know they're super welcoming to like you know like young guys like no one's no one's a prick to to any of the rookies um so it's, it's good it's been a lot of fun man can't complain yeah were you part of the chef Polly prank I honestly didn't even know that that was a prank until like my buddies were like, Oh dude, you hear about this prank? I mean, I, I was in, in the chat and I, I had left for uh mass already. Oh, yeah. So, so oh, I wasn't like, quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't like, Oh yeah. Like bring them over to make some meals. I, it was funny. Cause, cause uh, I was like, Oh, that's nice of Eki to like, you know, go <laughs> ahead and, and fuck this guy out. Like, I'm sure he got laid off. You know what I mean? I'm sure he's yeah. not making any money or not. You know, like, <laughs> and Eki, like, you know, stepped up and was like, yeah, guys, like, I'll, uh, you know, I'll host, I'll host a dinner. Like, he's just trying to get by. Like, super good guy move. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? Like, that a boy, Eki, love to see that. Um, and then to find out it was a joke, like, I mean, that was pretty funny, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was good. I mean, I I didn't actually listen to that uh, that Chicklets one, but my buddies were telling me about it, and uh, Yen like Yen's just he just has to make a joke. Uh, like I don't know where he thinks of this stuff, but it's like he's got his buddy that bully guy, and he's just like itching for for pranks at all times. So it's it's amusing for sure. What's uh What's the best one you've been a part of then, or have the seen? Uh oh, Jesus! Now you put me on the spot. Um, I mean that. The, the one with Chef Paul is pretty funny. Um, geez, I'm uh, I'm kind of drawing a blank. Well, like, he, like Yana just does funny stuff. Like, we had a guy, uh, Alexi Sorella. He he got called up. Uh, he's playing his first NHL game. Yana's is just like Yana will do stuff like, "Hey man, like you got your your buckle loose on your helmet," and he'll be like, "Oh shit!" Like right before we're going out, and uh, so the trainer's like, "You're like, give it to me quick." you know goes hides his helmet like he makes him do his first game like with a full full lap no bucket on for warm-ups like <laughs> like he runs the place like stuff like that is pretty funny uh and he's just been around for so long that he like knows these little like these little pranks to do and stuff like he he's he's, he's, stuff. he's a lot of fun real quick chris i wanted to ask because um the Panthers guys, everyone on that staff, equipment-wise, I love all those guys. They're hilarious. But uh, who's one of your favorite guys to uh, chat with? I mean, I chat up all those all those beauties. Um, I mean, me and Dakota, he's always in my ear when I'm on the bench uh, watching Bob steal the show. So he's he's good <laughs> yeah. stuff. Teddy's there too. Teddy's funny, man. Um, I mean, all, all the guys, Bry, uh, like uh, even the even the game day guys. I uh, went, to, so I was hurt there for a while. And uh, Steph, uh, his name, we went to a, a concert. You like bring, you know, you can just like go into the room during concerts, like and then jump onto the floor. Like it's a pretty good setup. So yep. all those guys are unreal. Uh, can't really complain about anyone. Train the guy is nonstop comedy. So it's uh... trains the man. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's pretty out of control. He he's always he's always joking around too and saying something outrageous. So. We're uh, we're lucky. All those guys are always in a good mood, always to help, happy to help out, and just like keep things light. So, like like we said with the, with the guys in the room, like the the training staff and even the medical guys are you know they're they're pretty good guys too. So we have we have good vibes in the room. That's awesome. So, um, what's the sketchiest thing you've seen since you've been in Florida? Okay, let me um, let me think about this. Um. <laughs> There's just funny Florida stuff everywhere, man. Like, uh, we had a so one like our sports psychologist is he's a he's a psych for for a bunch of like the Marlins. And I think he's like works for the league, like the NBA too, uh, and like a bunch of teams. I think he used to work for the Wizards. Uh, but anyway, so he's wow. he has people over to his place all the time and just entertains. He brought over a guy from Florida. He, he actually I didn't know this, but goes to our games and like is he's, he's like a live like a one-man band his name's gator nate 
and he's like full ginger <laughs> beard down to like it's got to be a foot long beard like his hair's all over the place he wears like a crocodile hat like a cowboy hat he plays a harmonica he sings he d- does a guitar bongos like i was like this is florida in a nutshell so gator nates was up there for dry sauce guy and he's unbelievable too unbelievable like he's he's like doing so this during he, the game he sits in a, up in a section like one of the lounges and he'll like uh perform in the lounges like when the game's not on like in intermission and stuff but hit like doc uh yeah. our um you know our sports like will have him over to his place and like perform for the japan to like put on a show for for uh for the guys and stuff so i saw that and i was like this is this is florida in a nutshell but uh it's a it's a different area i mean obviously you guys saw the spring breakers just raging during the the pandemic that might not have been to do i'm not an expert yeah. but um that was pretty out of control um the drivers are insane like like it'll be 65 yeah. and um so i'll be driving like 80 which i think is you know i mean definitely enough to get pulled over if if you don't know that a cop's there and guys are flying past me flying past me on the highway Either, either yeah. they're like, either they're retired think, and they're like going 50, 55 and you're just speeding past them or they're just motoring past you. It's, it's, it's like, they're even go either going 50 or a hundred and like, there's no in between. So the drivers there are pretty. Yeah, exactly. And the, the road yeah, rage around here wild. is insane too. Like once, once a week I'll see some just guys just throwing road. hands. In yeah. The road. <laughs> yeah. A lot of big, like jacked up, like swamp trucks too which which is always funny um oh yeah you ever flip on the what's news that when you're down here and you ever just flip Honestly, on the news and see what's going on i have not that's but usually i can only imagine <laughs> oh really? that's where the good stuff is that's where the stuff you're just like there's no there's no way that happened there's no oh, it's not a real place yeah, there's no yeah, way the floor stuff's pretty uh pretty insane but yeah i think that's i haven't seen anything i mean we're pretty sheltered out here you know, we don't get out into the, the real world as much as we probably should. So what, what about you guys? You guys got any good stories for me? Oh, man. Kyle, I didn't think... you almost get in a fight with a biker the other day? Nah, when you no, that was, uh, it was like, you gotta, I think it was like a month ago. The listeners of the water uh, hear this, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't even know. Like, there's some, there's something new every day around here. But the, the one thing that happened not too long ago was I was, I was driving and, uh, I think I told it on the pod with Keeks when he was on, but basically the biker was swerving in and out of the lanes, like ri- riding the the, uh, yeah. the line, like in between. And I didn't see him coming and I kind of cut him off a little bit. The guy wheels up next to me and pulls a wrench no. out of his bag and was like, come on, about to throw it. No. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was yeah, freaked out. Trying to like change lanes like a normal person too. Eh? And then he just brings a wrench out and starts throwing it around. That's Florida. Yeah, I'm guessing that's not the first time he's pulled the wrench <laughs> out. Move, but um, right? <laughs> like like I said, I I mean every week there's I've seen like uh, people just get out of the car and start like yeah, trying to fight, it. and uh, <laughs> it's been yeah, you never know what's going on around here. So that's yeah. the only way to get it done. Definitely, that's the only way to get you it. Just gotta <laughs> muscle up, pull your pull the wrench out. Yeah, go mitts, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if zombies were to become an issue out here. What would be your execution plan? Uh, where would you go? How would you travel? And then how would you want to fight the That's zombies? a good question. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I should be putting more thought into how I'd fight a zombie apocalypse, considering, you know, we're a pandemic right now. But uh, so I'm, I'm actually unprepared right? for this one, but I'm going to do my <laughs> best for you. I mean, I'd probably wheel it up to Canada. I like, I like the uh, seclusion okay. up there as far as you know, if there's zombies flying around. So I'm thinking Winnipeg is probably the best spot to be. You got Winnipeg and I don't think there's another city for another hundred, uh, I don't know, probably like <laughs> 500 miles. So um, that would be a good location. I mean, I think you just got to hole yourself up in like a house or something. And, and uh, I mean, that being said, there's, there's not really a whole lot of guns in Canada. So that would be a, a, a definite downside maybe load up on guns in the U S bring it up to Canada. Maybe that's grab some, some whatever automatic weapons is up there. Someone at the Walmart these days here, <laughs> but uh, 
In Florida, definitely. <laughs> in Florida, for sure. <laughs> so maybe that's the move. When If you're starting Florida, grab the auto, automatic weapons at Walmart in Florida, wheel them up to Canada where there's no people, and then uh, I think you can just sort of, you know, there's less of a mob. If you're in New York Locking City, up. I think you're probably toast. So maybe stay away from that. Oh, yeah, you don't make it out. out. <laughs> you don't make it out. Um, mode of transportation, I mean, I think you've got – yeah, how would you go from Florida to Winnipeg? Because that's There's no that's gas, a journey. Toast. So um, yeah, maybe that would be maybe that would not be the plan too. It would really depend. A lot of variables. So, but I think if you can get in a car, maybe you just got to get a get your hands on a Tesla and some solar panels. I don't know. There you go. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> There's the move. Maybe there go. Is. You go like two um, kilometers a day within a with the solar energy from your <laughs> solar. <laughs> Make it in like two years. But okay, what what else do you guys got for me? When you're on the road, what do you do to kill time? Uh, so I try to um, I try to read actually as much as I can. I feel like uh, oh, yeah, I mean, oh. I, well, I mean, I didn't Dollar. go to college, so I got to compensate somehow. Is is the way that I see it. Uh, <laughs> you got you, the picture books. Exactly. <laughs> well, when guys their books out, I, we always joke and call them their that their pillows for the guys. Like oh, like what. <laughs> I forgot my pillow for the bus. Like, do you mind if I use yours? The guy's got like some book he's not going to read in front of him. So <laughs> we always like to give guys a hard time about that. Um, I played with a guy. I actually lived with him. Uh, Nick Paul, he's with Ottawa. And uh, he used to always just bring these books on the bus. And, and five minutes into the trip, he'd just be snoozing with this book. Like, he's two pages in, like, just snoozing on the window. Like, like <laughs> why even bother, you know? So... We would always give him a hard time. Like, yeah, we trying to yeah, kid with yeah. with, this, with these books and stuff, but no. So I try to make make less of a scene about it than that. But I'll usually try and get through a few. It's I mean we have so much time to kill, like, and I watch so much of the, like Netflix and stuff, anyways. Like when when we're at home and stuff. So I try to just uh, keep it light, get a little bit of reading in, and uh, and if not, maybe just hang out with the guys. I mean, depends on how long the you know the flight is or or whatever. So that's usually my go to and. And, yeah. uh, yeah, that's what I've been trying to do anyways. That's ideal. Best case scenario. Definitely. Yeah. I'm more of an audiobook guy, but I have my, I have my, yeah. You know what? Those are good. I actually downloaded that audible app, but I haven't really checked it out. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast too. Um, sort of go through phases where I'll do like yeah. podcasts and stuff and then I'll stop and then I'll start on them again. So it kind of depends whatever phase I'm in. This sounds bad because we're we're doing a podcast, but I've been in that same thing where like I'll listen to one for a while, but then you kind of get sick of just listening yeah. to people to talk. Like I'd rather listen to music right. or read a book or something rather than just hearing people have their conversation. Right, I'm just right. sitting. It, there, it right? can be interesting, like, especially <laughs> when it's interesting people. Like I I know that uh, like the Chicklets one's obviously hilarious. Um, I'll throw on Joe Rogan's every yeah. once in a while if he's got an interesting guest I want to hear. Uh, your talk. Yeah, he's good he's stuff. So then I got a few other ones, but. Um, I haven't really done them in a while. Actually, you know what I have been doing that are great are those uh, 30 for 30s. Those are unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I just, I just yeah. found those out like a year ago, and uh, if I have a long drive. I listened to some of those when I was going from Florida to a uh, spring 20-hour drive. So I was on some of those and passed the time. Did about everything under the sun that I could think of. Called everyone that I know, and then uh, – <laughs> and then I saw it another day to go. So, <laughs> but uh, did you straight shot it or you spent the night somewhere? Well, I, no, I did. Yeah, I spent the night. It had, it actually ended up being a bit of a nightmare. I don't know uh -huh. what was going on, but they had some construction, and I ended up being like on the interstate at a standstill for like two hours no. at one point. Yeah, which is wild. Like you don't really see that. I hadn't seen that before. Like usually they, they do a decent job of, of funneling traffic through, but it was a mess. That happened to me like twice. The second one wasn't as long, but so it ended up being like two twelve hour days. And then I was like, geez, like yeah. So you gotta stop. It was like it was like midnight. And I was like, I might as well just get up early and straight shot it the next day, do do another, you know, ten, twelve hours. So So gotta get through New York City when you do that, right? Yeah, you sort of dodge it a little bit, and it was like the beginning of like everyone kind of staying home. So I was thinking oh, that there yeah. wouldn't be that much traffic, but I think everyone was kind of like, okay, like we need to get home at this point. So, uh, yeah. So I, New York City, actually, I think I went through it a little bit later at night. Like it might have been like seven or eight p.m. Oh, so it wasn't yeah. that bad. But uh, yeah, you have to go through like D.C. and Baltimore and 
Philly, oh, I think, yeah. too. So, like, it was a, a lot, yeah, it was a lot of things. But it was a good drive. I mean, I'd never done that before, so it was interesting. Yeah, I think I did um, – because I did the north-south one a couple times, like, along the east coast, and it's so different doing that. And then uh, this year I went from, like, Florida to Michigan, and on that drive there's nothing. Like, I, I think you passed I maybe just... one town the yeah, whole way. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> just the it's, Midwest. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Seems dry. I'll take the cities before. Because at least when you're going through the cities, like, you're not worried about finding a gas station. It's just, you know, right. you, you either hit traffic or something like that. But right. you, there's always a place to stop for food and kind of right. stuff. Yeah, you can grab, like, Chipotle or something decent if you want. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, well, let's see. So, oh, here's one. Uh, so, you're Canadian. Uh, yeah. Spent some time in Mass. So, are you – where's your go-to coffee spot? Uh, honestly, um, I got an espresso <clears throat> as a gift oh, and okay. I've just been hammering Nespresso. <laughs> hammering. Dude, they're unbelievable. Got like this, it came with like a frother. So you'll like, yeah. you'll wow. just like, so what I've been doing is I'll just throw some, some milk and some cream and like this, uh, in the frother, it whips it up into like this perfect froth. I'll just throw like a double espresso in, in the thing and then fill it up yeah. with a little latte. Dude, it's the way to do it. Hot coffee? You yeah. Hot coffee guy? All yeah. right. Yeah. No, it was, yeah, it was hot coffee. Yeah. So I, I think you can That's the... probably do them cold if you want, but I, I'm just a hot yeah. coffee guy. Yeah. I haven't really, I'll do, you know what I'll do is those, I'll, I mean, I'm, if I'm going to go for coffee, I'll be a Starbucks guy for sure. Um, okay. Those like nitro brews are pretty, pretty lights out. And you know what too, in Calgary, they have a couple of like, pretty lights out um little coffee shops like uh i lived uh you guys probably aren't too familiar with calgary but there's a street called 17th Ave, and it's uh it's like kind of where all the bars are and restaurants sort of like a little little bit more hipster a little bit but yeah. not too not too out of control and uh they've got some <laughs> great little coffee shops so me and a, you know me and the buddies that would live around there would just go out like the lo local shop type yeah of things. yeah yeah i feel like those are always good yeah, they were good. Some of them were a little ridiculous. Like you'd go out and you'd get like a six and a half dollar like nitro brew. So kind of out of control, but they were. We still got them, but, <laughs> but and they're great. But it's kind of like you stop me like six and a half bucks. Like we could go down the street. It's happy hour. Get a beer for half of that. Like, what are we doing here? So, <laughs> but yeah, no, the Nespresso has just been killing it for me. I, I got those, and and they they make it so easy. Like you just go onto their app and order the pods they come in the mail in two days you get wow. like 30 pods they're like basically yeah. a buck a pod so you're like okay well i go to starbucks get a four or five dollar coffee or just hammer out five nespressos you do the math no yeah. i'm not doing five of them a day but they're uh <laughs> they're good i mean they're, they're they're pretty they're pretty legit and like they they know what they're doing at that place that's yeah. funny anyway yeah. um yeah now, uh, Dreej, I saw on Twitter you used to be a little bit of a, a Call of Duty guy. Are you, with all the downtime, are you shredding the new Call of Duties? That's you must have gone into the archives on that one. Although I don't do <laughs> much anymore because I have not played COD since my first year in junior when I never played because I was brutal. I would uh, just log on to Call of Duty and play with the boys before the games. I wasn't playing it. It was, <laughs> it was quite the routine. So I'd log some hours. And, and I was pretty bad at the start. I ended up getting like okay, like passable um, towards the end of the season. And then I would kind of like when I was playing in Calgary with the guys, we'd like hop on for, you know, the new COD would come out in the fall or what, or whenever. And we would hop on and, and, and rip that for a little bit. But honestly, I haven't really been a gamer uh, for a while now. The one exception I will make is I got a, I got a Nintendo 64 set up at my place. No and, way. Yeah, and I'll I'll beat the wheels off anyone in Mario Kart or Super Smash that uh, that wants to play me. So that's a great that's a great thing to have around too. Like you get a couple of boys over and and they see like Mario Kart and everyone just goes bananas. So it's yeah. a great it's a great addition to any to any place. I kind of actually I have it here in Springy, believe it or not. I'm I'm a big advocate of having a N64 on you at all times. Oh, absolutely! You get a little uh, 007 too. Oh, I do man. have the Golden Eye. I think. Oh. Yeah, I think that's the one that I have. Yeah, it's I got the Crushing one. Crushing it. Dude, the graphics are horrible. 
like I could draw better graphics, I think, than are in that video game. But it's <laughs> oh, like, it's just so old school, man. Like, and it's from my childhood too. So I got a bunch it. of like old kind of like late, like not as good games, but like if you can play Mario Kart or Super Smash Brothers for days, man. Like they're so much fun. You got the different maps yeah. and stuff and it's just simpler times, man. Absolutely. It's so, it's so dangerous when you have uh, like the consoles in the lounge in like in the locker rooms yeah. these guys just they you we we'd had times like guys are literally playing like i don't know like like chell yeah. five minutes before we're supposed to be on the ice and then everyone's <laughs> just like rushing to get dressed and i think we had a ping, ping pong table too and like yeah. guys are literally full gear like buckets on playing until we have to go out on the ice they're just <laughs> they're just dialing it over. before the games that's awesome yeah oh, i've yeah. actually never been on a team that has a gaming console in their really in their oh. yeah in their uh, lounge we do even in junior pong. no we never had huh. uh we actually kind of had a not an ideal dressing room setup like we sort of got shafted because i mean they'd spend all the money on on the flames and they're yeah. owned but we were owned by the same same team so yeah we really deserve same organization so we yeah we didn't really have a lounge when i was in junior unfortunately which was kind of brutal, but uh, yeah. And then now, I mean, we don't have a, a, or at least I don't think we have one in Florida. Uh, yeah, I don't think that we do. Um, yeah, just like TVs and then like good seating area. Like, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think they want guys like ripping it up, yeah. <laughs> Jam, jamming in the in the room. Yeah. Well, last last year we had a uh, we had like Wii in there. Guys would just rip Wii basketball. And stuff. That's kind of sick. Right before games. Yeah, I mean, I I get where the coaching staff's coming from. Probably they probably see that as a distraction. So I think maybe yeah, a little bit yeah. maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah, who knows? But well, uh, next time like, I see you, Dreege, and uh, if you got the Nintendo, I'll teach you how to play Smash. No big deal. You'll teach me. All right, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see about that. <laughs> Who's your character? A choice. Um, I can do a well. Kirby's a go-to, but Come Link. On. That's my guy. I I would have took taken you as a Princess Peach kind of person. <laughs> That's I mean, funny. Probably, I could probably beat you with Peach. See, Ooh. I'll uh, I'll run it with Mario, Link, or Kirby, or yeah. sometimes Ness. But I'm not great with Ness. But Kirby's an easy kill. Yeah, I can Kirby's I can run a five on five and just like dummy guys. So we'll see. <laughs> Who are you picking? I'm usually a Kirby guy. He's always my go-to, but I usually like when I'm playing against my buddies and stuff, like they're not that great. So I, I sort of like to, to take it easy on them. I'll be like, um, it's tough when you can beat him with like Jigglypuff, but like sometimes oh, I'll like no. just give myself a challenge. Yeah. Uh, and, but it's sometimes if, if I want to, if I want to go for, go for big damage, I'll, uh, I'll do Link. He's another one of my go-tos. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. Love, love just ripping smash with with some of the guys a couple beers a couple you know a couple of the boys over playing a little nintendo it's it's a great night oh have you played uh uh what's it called oh man i'm, I'm blanking on it but it's like it's like the drinking game with mario kart Beerio oh, yeah. kart. Beerio kart is that what it's called beer cart beer yeah. kart or like drinking and driving yeah. and well, yeah, yeah. Well, we say like you can't drink and drive so you gotta either slam your beer at the start and don't yeah, yeah and start late or just like sip it when you like fall off hopefully you're not falling off much but yeah <laughs> it's uh it's fun that's that's one of our go-to's too but like you play a couple rounds of that and you get crippled in a hurry so we uh we try and keep that one under under the wraps as much as we can but it yeah we, yeah. we would we would play probably a little bit too much of that <laughs> <laughs> over the last few years it's, it's fun though it's a lot of fun i actually know i played with a guy who would play it they did it i think he went to michigan and uh he they would play it like like before the bar every weekend and it was like the the seniors would be so good at it that like the, <laughs> the freshmen would just get hosed so like these guys were unbelievable <laughs> at mario kart like unbelievable so they and they would play it and like just yeah so they were that was like the one guy that could could maybe beat me but other than that like it's it's tough when you play it when you play a lot it's your system you get you get decent at it but uh unfortunately if yeah. i were to if someone were to give me a controller and, and cod to be on it it wouldn't be pretty not anymore yeah but hey, it, so, it sounds like when hockey's over you have a another profession lined up so there you go professional n64 streamer yeah <laughs> streamer. Mario Kart. get on twitch <laughs> 
yeah. professional <laughs> Twitch streamer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be something else. We can't wait to see what the future. Obviously, where where the season lines up or whatever they want to do. Best of luck, and then in the future, we can't wait to uh, link up again, man. So. Thanks again for the time. Have a good one. Well, hey, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, we had a blast doing this. So, Absolutely, guys. You too. Take it easy. And that's Chris Dreger, folks. Uh, unreal guy. I still think I could dominate him in Smash with any character. So we're going to put that out there. Yeah, I. Uh, it's one of those things I might have to lean towards you just because of your track record. So uh, I my money's on Ev. Um, if it ever comes down to a goaltending uh competition i might have to put my money under each thanks for having the faith in me in the first part i that actually like that hits close to home i feel a lot better about myself but yeah the goaltending i would probably put money on each as well um that's really? uh you, yeah no, you no confidence in yourself zero confidence um <laughs> you know barely play c-league hockey now uh my knees don't really work hips are pretty much shot so yeah he's probably gonna take that one he could do it blindfolded and still beat me so hmm. It is what it is. Probably, probably can't play roller though. No, oh no. Put me on the tiles, baby, with a few wheels under my feet. Uh, nope, no chance. But unreal interview, Chris. Thank you so much. And we uh, we got a lot lined up for everybody moving forward. A lot of beauties uh, in the uh, in the queue. So stay Absolutely. tuned. Absolutely, stay tuned and stay safe.